Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. All right, guys, welcome. I asked the question in the Facebook group of what you guys kind of wanted me to cover. And I got a few different suggestions. And the suggestion that I'm going to end up going with today are the top 10 business lessons that I've learned from being in business for about 20 years at this point. These are the 10 things that really I wish back in 2003 when I first started my journey, right after I listened to that audiobook, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that I wish that somebody would have been able to tell me. These are the, probably the most important kind of high-level things that each and every person on this call can benefit from. Make sure that you're in the Facebook group, the Agent Investor Facebook group, by going to www.agentinvestor.com. You can register for the group completely free. Um, and every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, I will do a live stream. The second thing I just wanted to point out is that if you are not already listening to the Agent Investor Podcast, I highly recommend that you do so. You can listen to all episodes of the Agent Investor Podcast at www.agentinvestorpodcast.com. Uh, lesson number one, which I wish that somebody had told me in the beginning stages of my real estate career, was get educated. Okay. Now, I know that if you've been a loyal listener of mine or you've been on my podcast, you know that I'm a big believer in education. One thing that I've learned and that I've noticed, it's, it's across the board for all high achievers in business is that they are always getting educated. The perspective that I want to give you, which is kind of like the wrong thing that I thought in the beginning phase of getting into this is that Maybe you read one book or two books or three books, or maybe you get you go through one coaching program, or maybe you listen to 10 podcast episodes, and then you kind of, at that point, know everything that you need to know. And the reality is, is that the amount of information that you can learn to perfect your craft is really en endless. That isn't to say that you can't get a really good base and get to a point where you know most of what you need to know. But especially you know, in 2023, things are always changing. Technology is changing. The way the world is is changing. So make a commitment to getting educated. The simplest things that I would say about this is I wouldn't make getting educated something that you have to block out time for. That's the reason why in 2023, I'm such a big believer in podcasting in general, because there's no reason why each and every person that's listening to this right now cannot listen to at least one hour of podcasting per day. Like, you know, they probably call that like an atomic habit, right? Listen to one hour of podcasting every day. I hope that you consider listening to the Agent Investor podcast, but there's a lot of other podcasts out there. So make sure that you are setting your mindset to getting educated each and every day, learning something new every day, listen to a podcast every day. And then, of course, we offer these in-person events. Take advantage of those in-person events. 
we put a lot of time, effort, and energy into those those two-day events. We actually have one that's coming up that I just posted in my uh, personal Facebook account and in the Agent Investor Facebook group about investing in small multifamily and why we believe that apartments are better. So consider coming to as many of those in-person events. Listen to an hour of podcasts each and every day. Listen to audiobooks. Get a subscription to Audible. Okay, so that's tip number one, top 10 business lessons. Number two, find mentors. Okay, it's not just about one mentor. It's about having multiple mentors. If you feel like you're listening to this right now and you don't have anybody that you can go to to help you with your business or to emulate, you want to change that as soon as possible. And most of you have heard that over the course of my 20-year career, I've probably paid $500,000 to $600,000 for different programs, different coaches, different events that I've gone to. And I'm a very, very big believer in finding mentors. What does finding a mentor mean? What can it do for you and how do you find them? Well, first and foremost, the right mentor is going to be able to unlock your potential. The right mentor is going to have the knowledge and experience to see things that you don't yet see, right? The right mentor is years ahead of you so that when you ask a very complex question in your mind today, they're going to look at that, they're going to be able to dissect it, and they're going to be able to provide clarity to you. A couple of important things uh, for tip number two Um, with finding a mentor and what you're looking for in a mentor. Uh, I think it's very important that the mentor that you find has done what you want to do. I know that sounds probably very simple, but I see people all the time signing up for coaching or following people that maybe they like, but maybe haven't done some of the stuff that, that they want to do. Or maybe they've done something somewhat similar but haven't done exactly the thing that you're looking to achieve. I think it's very important that whoever the mentor is that you find and that you learn from is absolutely somebody that has done what you want to do. And the second part about a mentor that I would look for is something, uh, is somebody that you can connect to somebody that you have something in common with somebody that seems shares the same values as you somebody that you could see yourself wanting to talk to. And again, I know that's very basic, but I've seen you know hundreds of different uh, people selling coaching programs or pitching and promoting. And some of them, when I hear them, I, I know that they could maybe help me, but there's something about their personality I just don't connect with. But again, you know, very, very important to get you know mentors and coaches. Sometimes mentors can be, paid. Sometimes they can be unpaid. That part doesn't really necessarily matter. If the right mentor costs you money, I would recommend paying. If the right mentor maybe could potentially be free, that's even better. But definitely look for mentors. And again, there's a reason why that that uh, phrase is also plural. Notice I didn't say mentor, right? Because one thing that I'll say to you guys, and I know that some people who are listening, I may be a mentor for you, but I don't know everything and no mentor does. And th- there may be there may be something that I'm not good at or that another mentor is not good at. 
that you you want to make sure that you're probably connecting with more mentors. Um, number three lesson that I wish somebody told me in the beginning phase of my career, which is a really, really tough one. And again, those of you who have been listening to me for a while will have heard me say this, but have a very clear goal. I talk about the fact that most real estate agents, when it comes to setting goals, they do something of what we call a vision board. And for those of you who know what a vision board is, I bet most of you do. It's when you get out, it's kind of like a homework assignment that you might give to a third or fourth grader when you have this uh, you know, whiteboard or you have something that you can cut out from a magazine and maybe you cut out a car, maybe you cut out a vacation property, maybe you cut out something, right? And you, you hang it up on the wall. I really think that's a terrible exercise because it's one of these things where it takes you a day to do the project. Then you hang it up on the wall. Maybe you look at it once. Maybe you look at it twice. And I don't think it tells you anything about what your day-to-day actually needs to look like. So having a very clear goal is important. And the biggest thing about the goal to me that I think is important is having a monthly financial number that's tied to it. When somebody joins the inner circle, we walk them through a five-step process. One of those things in the five-step process is to determine where you want to be five to 10 years into the future. And I have a worksheet that actually makes the people outline how much that's going to cost them. So it's, it's cool to have something up on a board that shows a really nice car, a really nice house, shows a vacation or two, maybe shows something about your family. I mean, really, you know, all of kind of the cookie cutter stuff when it comes to creating a vision board. It's another thing to then have the exact dollar amount per month that you need to achieve through investing in real estate. And when we talk about, you know, having a clear goal, it's not necessarily all just about money, right? You need the money in order to have the things that you want. That's a lot of times what we think about first, but it's also what type of lifestyle do you want? Do you want real estate investing to give you? Is it that you want to cut down on the hours that you're working? Or do you want to have the ability to work from anywhere? Or do you want to just have the ability to not work nights and weekends anymore? You're a real estate agent that's currently working nights and weekends. Maybe you don't want that anymore. The clearer that you can have of a goal, the easier it's going to be to set your daily schedule. Keep in mind that It's all well and good to have this vision board and to think about what we want in the future, but we have to have a plan that gets all the way down to on Tuesday, May 9th, 2013 at 11 o'clock, what should I be working on? What should my weekly stacks look like? What should my weekly numbers look like? If you wake up any day, like if you wake up tomorrow and you're not 100% sure what tasks you need to be doing in order to achieve the life that you want through investing in real estate, then there's a problem. And I will tell you that I know this from experience. Again, these are the top 10 business things that I wish people told me in the beginning of my career. I wish somebody had told me this because my mantra in the beginning of my career was just hard work, hard work, hard work. Hard work is great. Hard work will get you far. Hard work is necessary. But if you're going a little bit in the wrong direction, you're always going to have to be course correcting and course correcting and course correcting. So you absolutely need to have a very clear goal. Uh, For those of you who are unsure, 
of exactly how you're going to get there, what you should be achieving. If you don't know what your day-to-day should look like, this would be a great opportunity to book a one-on-one call with me at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. On the call, we can discuss exactly where you're at today, where you're looking to go in the future with real estate investing, and how to actually get there, the step-by-step, day-by-day stuff, what you should actually be focused on today. Uh, These calls are completely free. Uh, We do offer one call per person for those of you who are in the Agent Investor Facebook group and our Agent Investor podcast listeners. So again, if you're interested in taking me up on that, I usually do a couple of these a week. So my schedule is fairly limited. So just go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. So top three things so far. Number one, get educated, be a lifelong learner. Number two, find mentors. Number three, have a clear goal. Number four, and this I think is the toughest one, which is try to understand your own personality and play to your own personal strengths. At some point along the course of most of our lives, we've heard the phrase like, this person is very well-rounded. They can kind of do a lot of things good, or they can do a lot of things adequately. And what a lot of times we try to do when we're running our business is we try to be good at a lot of other, a lot of things rather than being great at one thing. This, I, I would say, is one of the biggest kind of like hidden killers that I see, something that hurt me a lot. You know, when I look at my strengths and my weaknesses and I was trying to get better at pretty much everything, there would be some stuff that I was pretty weak at. And I remember people, people would tell you, people tell you, people like to tell you kind of like what your weaknesses are. And if you're a competitive person, if you're a business owner and you're an entrepreneur, the temptation is always, let's try to fix something that we're not good at. Rather than how do you build a team to maybe supplement what you're not necessarily great at and double down on your strengths? So understanding your own personality is very difficult in life. But it's also very essential to being a, a great business owner. And, and usually it boils down to what do you love doing? What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about finding deals and lead generating and sales? Are you passionate about management, managing properties, managing processes? Are you passionate about raising capital? What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about growing a team? What, do you, what type of work do you tend to gravitate towards? In general, and this is going to be like probably way too general and why I recommend jumping on an inner circle call, but in general, the work that you tend to gravitate to is typically what your highest and best use is. It's it's probably your, your superpower. And by default, we kind of like go to that, you know, direction. So we need to figure out how to build your business around what your strengths are, not around what your weaknesses are. Number five, top 10 lesson that I've learned that, um, you know, I, I, I think that, that it's a common sense thing, but it's easier said than done, which is to do the right thing. Treat people with respect, do the right thing. We are in an industry that's very, very small. We're also in a world that has never been, you know, smaller. And I, I can remember, you know, I could give you guys a bunch of ideas about doing the right thing, 
And I can remember, you know, things in the beginning phases of my career that I would do that wasn't necessarily immoral or unethical, but but I wish that I had done better. You know, I, I, I always kind of used to, in the beginning of my career, kind of take the approach, well, you know, if I was right and the other person was wrong, then I'm right. So I don't really have to worry about what the other person is saying. This is just me as an example. And instead of trying to understand the other person's perspective, or maybe if somebody was angry or upset with me, just taking the extra minute to help them, to try to try to get them on the, you know, feeling good. Um, like something that, you know, I do today more than kind of in the beginning phase of my career. And again, that's just for me specifically, but doing the right thing, we all kind of know what that means, but to actually putting into to practice is important. And doing the right thing is always important, but as you even grow your company, it becomes more and more important because you really you're you're not the only person. You have a bunch of people and a bunch of um, you know, vendors or employees or assistants or VAs or whatever. It's it's just super important to always do the right thing. I think we all know what that means, but start from day one, always, always doing the right thing and putting that first. Hey everyone, this is Tom Caffarella. I want to quickly interrupt the podcast to number one, thank all of my loyal listeners of the Asian Investor Podcast and tell you guys really quickly about an exciting event we have coming up. Uh, It's a two-day event. It's called the Passive Income Real Estate Investor Event um, that you can find out more details at PassiveIncomeEvent.com. We're going to be doing a two-day training session teaching all of the agents and all of the investors at the event on how to achieve financial freedom through real estate. If you're like me and your goal is to not work 80, 100 hours a week grinding, selling real estate, flipping homes, um, definitely check out this event. We're going to teach you how to build a passive income portfolio so that you can retire, so that you can work when you want, how you want, and ultimately achieve financial freedom. So again, go to PassiveIncomeEvent.com for more details. And we look forward to seeing you at the upcoming event. Number six thing that I wish somebody told me in the beginning phase of my career, which is focus and win a gold medal. You know, I've told the story a lot because it is something that when people get on inner circle calls with me, which you can do at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com, every single call that I jump on with somebody, there's an issue with this, which is that we believe as humans that we need to be doing a lot of different things. And, and that may be even something that's entrenched a little bit in American society, that we're always like juggling and juggling and juggling. And the people who are, who are juggling the most, they tend to kind of get the most attention or they, they tend to get a pat on the back saying how great you are at doing so many different things. At the end of the day, that's not what you want to do, especially in real estate investing. It really doesn't matter, though, whether it's real estate investing or retail sales or any business. The market, okay, not society, but the actual economy rewards excellence. So you want to make sure that you're focused on one type of investing, whether it's fix and flip or buy and hold or apartments or passively investing 
or storage units. It really doesn't matter what it is. The better that you can get at that one specific narrow niche, the better the results you're going to get. And if you study highly successful people, you will see that they put all of their effort into one thing. And I think the quote, I'm going to screw this quote up a little bit, but it's a Warren Buffett quote. A lot of times people will say, well, don't put you know all of your eggs in one basket. And Warren Buffett says, you want to put all your eggs in one basket, but you want to make sure that you are focused on that basket. Uh, number seven, um, top 10 things that I wish I had known kind of in the beginning phase of my career, find your tribe. There are a lot of different ways in order to be successful in real estate, whether it's retail or investing. Um, you need to get around other people that are doing it. Sometimes that means, you know, joining a coaching program. Sometimes that means just networking. Sometimes it means showing up at conferences. Um, whatever it means for you to get around other people, like-minded individuals in order to do this, it's hugely important. You are not, I can tell you this, human nature, like if you get around, you, they say, there's a quote that all of you have heard, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most am amount of time with. And that is just a fact based on how humans act. Um, humans tend to kind of, uh, you know, we, we operate in tribes, right? That's how we were literally uh, born. And we tend to kind of do things that are similar to the people that we connect with on a day-to-day -day basis. Even though we may think we don't, we tend to copy each other, right? So you have to be selective about who it is that you're spending the most amount of time with. Because if you're spending the most amount of time with five people who are open-minded and growth-oriented and super positive and hardworking, you're not going to want to be the sixth person in that group that isn't doing any of that, right? And even if you are, those other people that you're spending time with are probably going to be like, what are you doing? You're doing nothing all day. Why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Like, what? why are you being negative today? Is there something that's a problem? And again, of course, like we can go the opposite direction with that. But I think you all kind of understand this. And I always say this, it doesn't mean that you have to get rid of your best friend. It doesn't mean that you have to stop talking to your parents or your, your siblings or your cousin or whatever. You don't need to, to end relationships, but you want to make sure that you are fostering, nurturing, and getting around other people that are doing this. So whether, again, that's coming to an event, whether that's to join a coaching program, there's so many things that you can do there. Warren Buffett said, put all of your eggs in one basket and watch that basket. Put all of your eggs in, in one basket and watch that basket. Which again, kind of illustrates the opposite of what most people do, right? They put eggs in a million different baskets and they're not watching any of the baskets, okay? So again, uh, number seven, we talked about finding your tribe. Find other people that you want to be like, or that you're already like, that you want to emulate, and that are growth-oriented. Another thing that I wish people told me in the beginning, number eight, nothing is passive. And I actually think that when there are a lot of books, there are a lot of seminars, there are a lot of podcasts, there are a lot of people who talk about being passive, right? And, and essentially... Um, and essentially creating this thing 
that's on autopilot where you can close your eyes. And I, I actually think there has been more damage caused by those type of ideas than good. I'm explaining to you why. Because if you read a book, like a book like The 4-Hour Workweek, there are a lot of great things that are in that book. And I'm a fan of Tim Ferriss. And I do believe that at some point in your life, if you grow at your business enough, you can get your weekly workload down to four hours a week if that was your goal. I do believe that. I think there's a lot of great things in that book. But I, I think that there is a mentality out there that gets developed from these books and from some of the messaging that you're going to work hard for a small period of time and then you're going to kind of just close your eyes. Income's going to come in and you're going to be kind of relaxing. Now, again, this is something I wish somebody told me 20 years ago, because after being in this business for 20 years, working my butt off, seeing a lot of different people have a lot of success, I, I can probably count on one hand out of the thousands of people that I've met that are super successful, that are only working like four hours a week. Now, again, that is not to say that you can't get to that point. You absolutely can get to that point. I'm not saying that shouldn't be a goal. Passiveness only comes from working your butt off. So when you think about working four hours a week, I would look at it kind of like this. If the average work week is 40 hours a week, right? And let's say that we work for, you know, 30 years. That gives us what? 40 years times, I'm sorry, 40 hours a week times 50 weeks, right? That gets us 2,000 hours times 30 years. That gets us to 60,000 hours over a 30-year period. If we want to have like the four-hour work week, to me, one of the only ways that we can get there besides working smart, which you absolutely need to do, is you need to get to those 60,000 hours a little bit sooner, Right. So if you're going to work 60,000 hours, I hope I did that math right over the course of a 30 year career. The only way to get to that four hour work week or a five hour, a 10 hour, or a 15 hour is to front load those hours. Right. There is no necessarily free lunch when it comes to achieving, you know, a lot. So nothing's completely passive. We are always working to make things better and more passive. We are always working with real estate investing to improve our lives, to make things easier, but there is no easy button. And I just want to say that um, because I think that there, that real estate investing and some of the messages that come from real estate coaches and real estate investing in general, they tend to sometimes attract people that don't understand that and aren't willing to put in the effort or don't think that that effort is required. That effort is absolutely required. Number nine, top 10 business lesson that I've learned in the 20 years I've been in real estate, 20 years I've been in business, I started out really um, as an entrepreneur, not necessarily in real estate. Number nine, execution trumps ideas. I'm going to say that phrase again, execution trumps ideas. So one of the really good things about real estate and about 2023 in general is that we are not like a technology-based industry. A lot, most of the principles that work in 2023, most worked in 2013. And most that worked in 2013 worked in 2003. Now, I'm not sitting here saying be complacent, don't learn. 
you do need to learn. Having said that, you don't need to be coming up with ideas, right? You don't need to be recreating the wheel. And one of the great things about 2023, if you followed number seven, which is finding your tribe, getting around other people who are doing this, you will see that the best way to execute is typically the same in Boston as it is Los Angeles, as it is Austin, as it is Montana, wherever you're operating. Whether it's, again, retail real estate and you're just trying to list or work with buyers, or whether you're out there trying to flip homes or buy apartment buildings or invest passively, most of the same principles are the same no matter what part of the country you're in, which is cool because in 2023, with the way that the social media is, podcasting, the internet, ideas uh, flow really quickly. Good ideas flow really quickly. So you don't need to be thinking about, geez, I need to solve this super complex problem that nobody solved before. I need to invent something. You don't need to do that. You just need to get around other people that are doing it well, figure out what they're doing, how are they executing, and as much as possible, copy that execution. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't put a little bit of your own spin on it, a little bit of your own flavor on it, but it does mean that you don't need to start from scratch. And again, that's one of the things that I share you know, with people when they jump on an inner circle call with me is we talk about the different systems that we have in our business and how to execute on those systems. Okay, so again, for those of you who have not scheduled yet, not had your one-on-one call with me, just go to www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. So execution is so important. Another kind of point I want to make there is, you know, one thing that I do see, you know, very commonly is people go from course to course, from investing vehicle to investing vehicle, and they kind of like learn what they should be doing, but they just keep on in this learning phase. And they don't get into this execution phase, right? So you absolutely need to execute, um, which goes back to knowing your goals, which goes back to having a weekly scorecard, which goes back to just having a really good understanding of what you need to be doing each and every day. All right, number 10, last business lesson that I wish somebody told me in the beginning of my career. Rome was not built in a day. So lesson number 10, Rome was not built in a day. It is not a race. Okay. So again, I think a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about, you know, I'm actually, I'm thinking about the pattern of of a lot of the stuff right now. And a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about is really boils down to the difference between what you might like reading a book and what actually happens in real life. And I think that that can be a potentially big issue overall, which is that You might get explained something in a book or in a seminar, and then there's real life over here that's kind of different, Um, kind of maybe the difference between, you know, going to school and then going into the real world. I mean, a similar analogy there. You know, when it comes to being successful, all that you need to do is make a little bit of progress every day. There's a saying, get 1% better every day, which if you actually run the math on it, and I'm kind of a nerd, would be impossible. Like, even getting 1% better every day, you would be exponential within a very short period of time. So you can't even get 1% better in in a day. Maybe you can get 0.1% bettering every day, make a little bit of progress every day. 
And I talk about putting bricks down a lot. And I talk about the fact that if you're building like your dream home and you're building a brick dream home, you're going to start by putting down bricks by, you know, brick by brick by brick by brick. And what you're going to see, like after like you've been doing it for a while, you're going to look around and you're going to be like, I still don't really have anything. And that's especially what it's going to feel like in the beginning. And no matter how fast you try to go, you still have to put a few bricks down every single day. So if you try to go really, really fast and kill yourself, yes, you're going to move a little bit faster, but it's not about speed. It is truly a marathon. It is not a sprint. So if you want to get there faster, you want to make sure you get good mentoring, mentoring, good coaching. You want to focus on the right things, but you also just have to understand philosophically that there is no huge shortcut. Like you're not going to be able to shortcut what if something if you do something right and it's going to take 10 years to achieve, there is no way to achieve a 10 year goal in one year. So with that, part of that is I want to say celebrate the small wins, right? Understand that when you're building a brick house and you're building a huge, you know, dream brick house, that it is a very big win when you just have the foundation board, right? Celebrate that win. Be excited about that win. Know that that is part of the path to get there. Know that when you have your foundation poured and then you look at somebody else's brick house and that house is already built and they've got a nice swimming pool and they're enjoying themselves and you look at that and you go, how do I get that? What you didn't see is them putting the bricks down five, six, seven, eight years ago and going brick by brick by brick by brick. Honestly, out of everything that I just said, the top 10 business lessons that I have in my career, this is probably the most important because it's the most challenging because it's really easy. You know, as they say, the grass is always greener. Um, it's really easy to see what somebody else has accomplished and then want that in a very, very fast manner. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. The fact that you've got those desires is great. But you have to then compartmentalize that and then break that down and go, hey, how can I make a little bit of progress every single day so that in two years and three years and four years, I'm getting there, right? And and how do you do that? So, so anyways, guys, these are the top 10 business lessons that I wish somebody told me in the beginning. Like I said, like there's there's a lot of things in here that fall into the category of like the difference between what you might read in a book and the difference of what reality is. And, you know, speaking of that, um, you know, we've got that event coming up, not next Tuesday, but the following Tuesday, two weeks from today at the Widowmaker in Braintree, Mass. And it's going to be all about small multifamily real estate and why we ended up selling it what we think the challenges there are and why we're, we went into apartments. But we're not just going to tell you about why we went into apartments. We're going to tell you about how you can do it too. Um, I truly do wish that in the beginning phase of my real estate career, this is probably lesson number 11, I do wish that somebody told me that it was possible to get into apartments at an earlier phase. And I do wish that somebody told me about all of the pros and cons of owning small multifamily and what the challenges would be and how they're not really super passive and the, the issues that you deal with, with tenants, 
And again, just the reality of, of what owning those type of assets look like. I wish that somebody told me that all that, that the vast majority of people who own small multifamily real estate never end up holding it for the long haul. They end up selling it a year or two or three years later. So I, I wish, you know, all of that stuff was told to me, and, but you guys don't have to wish. You guys can actually register right now and go to tinyurl.com forward slash why apartments are better. It's going to be a really cool event. The event is completely free. It is at a really cool place. If you guys haven't been to Widowmaker, it's, it's, a, it's a really cool um, it's a really cool place. We're going to have free food. We're going to have free drinks. It's going to be from 11 to 2 o'clock in, in Braintree. Um, and it's a brewery. Uh, for those of you who have not been there, we specifically went to the South Shore because we have not been on the South Shore ever. Um, for those of you who you know are in the greater Boston area, you know that if you're north of Boston, you tend to not go south. If you're south of Boston, you tend to not really go north. But we wanted to, to give everybody that's south of Boston or even west of Boston an opportunity to come see us in person. Uh, my whole crew will be there. We're going to talk about why we quit multifamily and why we think you should too. Why other real estate investing tactics like flipping have become more challenging in our market. I'm going to share some really good information about that. How you can invest in apartments, even if you don't have a ton of money and experience, and how to invest passively with us if you want to be a more passive investor. Uh, we're going to have our property manager, Bob DeVito, there. For those of you who have not heard Bob speak, Bob is an amazing and entertaining speaker. I tend to be a little bit dry, not super interesting. I'm very factual and you know, I, I know a lot about uh, investing, but I'm not as entertaining. Bob's going to tell you what it really is like to manage, you know, a couple of hundred apartment units, what the day-to-day -day is like, who it's really for, who it's not for, what some of the challenges are, how do you spot bad tenants, how do you, how do you manage tenants the right way, how to avoid getting sued, by the way, you know, we're saying this because we've gotten sued. And we want to prevent you guys from, from any of those, you know, types of mistakes. The event is going to be a really, really good one. Um, you know, seating, like always, is limited. Um, www.yapartmentsarebetter.com. Somebody said, how about one in New Hampshire? If you're in New Hampshire and we have an event in Woburn or we have an event in Wakefield, come on, that's an easy drive, right? That's like a 30-minute drive for most people in New Hampshire. Going to the South Shore is a lot harder. Going south to North Shore is a lot harder. Um, so that's why we are having it specifically on the South Shore. With all that being said, I do hope again that you guys schedule a call with me at www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. It's super important to make sure that you get advice on your own individual situation. As you guys are listening to me today, a lot of what I'm saying is very global, high-level advice. It's all good advice. but how it pertains to your individual situation is important. So the call is completely free. I only offer it one per person. So take advantage. Um, and my calendar isn't super open. Um, so when you have a chance, if you're interested in doing it, www.agentinvestorinnercircle.com. And uh, we'll be back again, again next week. Thank you guys for, for tuning in. And, and especially, I will talk to you all thank you for later. sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show and leave a review, you are potentially changing someone's life.
to get free weekly education, strategies, and to connect with other agent investors across the country, join our free Facebook group at agentinvestor.com. Again, that's agentinvestor.com.